Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Is somebody excited this morning? Then give the Lord a round of applause this morning. We thank God for the opportunity to bring the word. Hallelujah. Shall we share a word of prayer? Our Father and our God, we thank you for our lives. We thank you for Calvary Baptist Church. We thank you for the 55th anniversary. Lord, it's our prayer that as we bring forth your word, that it shall touch our lives in the name of Jesus. That will be rooted for greater impact. Father, we pray that your word will come with clarity. It shall bring inspiration. It shall give peace and understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Oh, if you're excited, give the Lord a round of applause this morning. And you want to turn, the, turn to the person sitting by you and tell the person rooted in Christ and the response will be for greater impact. Hallelujah. Or just turn to the person sitting by you, say rooted in Christ for greater impact. Hallelujah. Greater impact. Greater impact. Amen. This morning, I don't take it lightly at all that I've been given the opportunity to preach this word on such a special day. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate the leadership of Calvary Baptist Church, senior pastor, senior pastor-elect, our very own ministry head. Let's give them a round of applause for such a wonderful privilege. We also want to thank God for our deacons and for how far God has brought us. Hallelujah. God has been good to us 55 years. It's no joke. It's a, tang it's a tangible um, celebration and we all want to plug into it. Hallelujah. So this morning, um, I wouldn't take too much time. I'm believing God that we'll have some prayer time as well. The topic I was giving is the believer's armor, the weapon of prayer. The believer's armor, the weapon of prayer. And you see that we've been talking about many aspects of the weapons of the believer or the weapons that the believer has available to him or her. We've spoken about the helmet of salvation. We've spoken about the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. We've spoken about the sandals. We've spoken about the sword. Hallelujah. And today we are turning our focus to the weapon of prayer. So all of these things are against the fact that we are not just wearing the weapon so that we'll be standing and be free or doing, not doing anything. But we are wearing the weapons against the fact that we are in warfare. Hallelujah. We are fighting against an, an enemy. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, the battle that we are fighting is not against human beings, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In other words, the kind of things that we are dealing with, they are things that are extraordinary. Hallelujah. So having looked at all the weapons, we come to verse Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. I've recounted that one. When we talk to, when we come to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer. Emphasis on two things. Praying always. Say always. Always. And the second point is what? All prayer. All prayer. And all supplication in the spirit. And the third word is what? Watching. Watching. In other words, our prayer should not only be that we've closed our eyes and we are praying, but that we must be alert. Hallelujah. We must be alert. And this is because when you look all over the world, 
You see that world leaders are interested in producing sophisticated weapons. Weapons that are destructive. Weapons that will move from one continent and the other and go to another continent. Weapons that are intelligent. So when you look at the world today, Russia has produced a, a, a missile that is called Samat, Samat Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. Samat Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. They knew that you and I, when we want to say we struggle. So they have, the nickname for this weapon is called Satan 2. Satan 2. The picture is a, oh please show us the picture. Satan 2. So that is a weapon on the right side. Satan 2. When they fire it with a nuclear bomb and it lands in a particular place, it can destroy more than 60 miles apart. So in other words, it can wipe out the whole of Asalem down or the whole of Accra. So when, when the African leaders were saying, Russia, why are you fighting Ukraine? You are making standard of living expensive. The Russian president just stood up and said, African leaders, just beware. Beware because if I release this Satan too, where are you going to hide? North Korea is producing weapons, always testing them in the South China Sea so that they are testing constantly that this weapon that we have, will it be able to reach the land of America? Meanwhile, it is a country that the, con the, co the cost of living is, standard of living is so low. People are poor. They don't have what to eat. But they are investing heavily in missiles. So that when you think about North Korea, if the moment you even mention or you hear their name, you'll be, you'll be on your feet, you'll be on your toes. Because if they fire one to your territory, you'll be gone. Hallelujah. America has, has been able to produce the, oh, the people here, they are not seeing, oh, if you can put it up there. Not this one, go back. It's called the MQ, MQ-9 stilt drone. That's the, the drone there. Nobody sits in it. It's an unmanned aerial vehicle. All, all you see is that somebody will be in his room somewhere. He's watching a screen and he's controlling it with the remote control. This missile that you can see or this drone that you can see, it can fly for 34 hours continuous. In other words, it can be flying the whole day in addition to, uh, in addition to how many hours? About 8 more hours. It's able to carry extra fuel. So that even when it's on assignment and, and, and the assignment is dragging, it will continue and be working. And it said that this drone is one of the most stilled drones. When it comes in a territory, you cannot pick it. Your radar system will not identify it. All you know is that they drop the bomb, boom, and the people are dead. It's called the MQ-9. Beyond this one, they have the MQ-25. The MQ-25 is a bit different. That one is more expensive than this one. This one is about 55, 60 million dollars. The MQ-25 is being sold for 120 million dollars. That one, what has been done is such that when um, aircraft are in war or they are fighting and they run out of fuel, some of the aircraft, they are not able to carry so much fuel. So the MQ-25, it will carry, it has a huge tank. So it can connect with the jet fighter and be able to refuel it in air. It can refuel even planes. So this one is a unique one. $120 million. So world leaders are investing in all manner of, of missiles. All manner of technology so that they can protect themselves. Let's go to Israel. What has Israel done? 
So Israel has been able to de develop the, the billion-dollar iron dome system. I'm sure you've heard of it. This is how it works. So they have, they have these equipment scattered all over the country. Now, it's about three components. What, what happens is that once an enemy fires a missile, the first component is a radar, complex radar system. It will analyze the airspace and see that a missile has been shot. So its responsibility is to detect missiles that have been fired. Once it picks the missiles, it will identify the location and send it to another device. That's the second one. The second one is what? The second one is the control system. Now, this is what the control system does. The control system will look at this missile that has been identified by the radar system. And it will start calculating the distance. Where is it potentially going to land? If it's going to land on our land, then this missile, this, um, how do you call it, control system, will send a message to another device, the third one, that is called the missile launcher. So it will send a message to the missile launcher, and the missile launcher will shoot a missile. That will interfere with the one that is coming, and it will fall down. Hallelujah. But if it identifies that this, the oncoming missile to our land, it will not fall within our land. It will go into the sea. Then it will not even do anything. It will just leave it. Wait there. It's, it's, as uh, Mr. Tego will say, it's intangential or non-tangential. It will not touch us. So they will let it go and fall into the sea. That is the complex system that man has been able to devise. But I'm looking at somebody, hallelujah, somebody who is a man of prayer, hallelujah, a man of prayer, you don't have a complex system, but for you, what you have is an intercontinental, universal, spiritual, ballistic missile that is able to go everywhere, hallelujah. When the enemy is shooting missiles at you, you have a protective hedge of fire about you and your family, such that the devil has been able to identify and is telling God that, ah, God, is it not because you have made a hedge of fire about the servant? So for you, the believer, your weapon is prayer. Hallelujah. When you are in the office, they give you a sack letter. Ah, I'm looking at a believer who has been given a sack letter. Or they say, oh, we are doing retrenchment, so you should go home. If I were you, I'll be clapping my hands. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that pray at all times. He said, for this is the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. And, and, and anything that happens to the believer, what you know is that all things uh, are working together for my good. Uh, even when the enemy is firing things, uh, when I've been sacked from my workplace, uh, I just say, thank you. Thank you for the person sacking me. I take the letter and go to my house. When I get to my room, uh, I knew that I say, God, thank you. Thank you for this thing that has come. I know that my life is in your hands. Uh, no weapon fashioned against me shall stand. Uh, he said, ah, even the hair on your hair has been counted. Uh, he will provide for you. He said, have you not seen the, the, the best of the air? They do not worry about anything. Uh, oh, believer, why are you why are you so downcast? Uh, why are you weeping like you don't have any God? Uh, why are you weeping like you cannot pray? The Lord God Almighty who has protected you all your days from the time you were born. Uh, this same God is faithful. Hallelujah. So the other day, David said, oh my God, my enemies are coming about me. Contend with those who contend against 
against me. Oh God, they are coming against me with spear, with arrows, uh, and with all manner of weapons. Uh, but he said, my Lord shall deliver me. He said, oh my enemies, uh, rejoice not over me. Even if I fall down seven times, uh, I will arise again. Hallelujah. Somebody may that be your story. Uh, that even when the enemy hits you with an infirmity, uh, when you are leaving the doctor's office, you are holding the medical report. They are telling you that you die in three months. You say, ah, my God liveth, hallelujah. Like Hezekiah, you turn your face to the wall. You say, I will pray. I will seek the face of my God and hear what he will say to me. Habakkuk said, oh my God, don't you see that evil is increasing? There is so much wickedness. But he said, I will stand upon my watch. In other words, I will keep on praying. I'll keep on being on my knees. I will seek the face of God to see what he will say to me because he will give me an answer. He will quench my test. The other day, David said, oh my Lord, I, uh, I am longing for you in a dry and testy land. In a dry and testy land. So for the believer, you have no business being frustrated. When the people of the world say that, ah, my, girl has, my girlfriend has left me. So I am going to commit suicide. You tell yourself that, ah, all things are working together for my good. That lady is not the one for me. She would have destroyed my life. God has a better person for me. And you are clapping your hands. You are saying that, God, ah, I know what you have done for me. You bring me to an expected end. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. So the Bible says, 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 3 and 4. The king, Jehoshaphat, he saw that armies were coming after him. The Moabites were coming after him. The Ammonites were coming after him. The people of Mausel were coming after him. The Assyrians were coming. Then he stood in front of the people. He said, let us seek the face of God. Let us pray for God will answer us. Hallelujah. And as they, after they are prayed, the Bible says, and the Lord said to them, listen all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. And King Jehoshaphat, that saith the Lord to you, do not be afraid or dismayed. And, and, and he says, ah, for the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord. Whenever you kneel down and you begin to pray, all you are saying is that God, take over this battle. I don't know what is happening. I don't know how it will be. But I know that the Lord God Almighty will fight for me. Hallelujah. Many of us, our problem is that we are fighting the battle ourselves. So we are being victims because we are, we are standing in front of the war. We are standing in front of the battle. The side chick is snatching your husband and you are going on social media attacking the side chick. You have missed it. If I were you, I'll go on my knees and begin to pray. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, the, the, the God who is able to turn the heart of man, he said, ah, I'm able to turn the heart of kings. The, heart, the Lord Almighty begins to work on that person. And the person even sees the side chick. He said, ah, what even came upon me for me to fall in love with you? Hallelujah. Many believers are complaining. We are not using the weapon of prayer. You see your children behaving some way and you begin to insult them and you begin to say all manner of things. But God is looking at that, the fact that you arise. Hallelujah. You get on your knees and pray. Ah, somebody. It's that the time of complaining is over. It's time for you us to rise up and begin to pray. The complaining is too much. The complaining is too much. I keep saying it. That for me, many times that uh, when I was growing up, and I mean, I was very rebellious. Very rebellious. Very stubborn. Very, very stubborn. But when I, sometimes when I wake up at dawn, I'll see that my mother is kneeling down and praying and mentioning my name. 
So even when I want, I go out to school, I go anywhere, and I want to do bad, all the picture that I begin to see on my eyes is that the woman is kneeling down and praying. And that, that prayer begins to convict me. Why are you going to do something bad? Then I say, oh, my friends, I cannot go with you. I cannot do this thing. They say, ah, are you not a hard guy? I said, no, no, no. There is something that is convicting me. It's the prayer of the woman that is working upon my life. Ah, when I want to do something bad, all of a sudden, I begin to see that image. I say, oh, God, why is this woman tormenting me? Let me live my life. Hallelujah. May parents begin to rise up and pray. Hallelujah. May parents begin to rise up and pray. Their complaints are too much. E.M. Bounce says something. He said, prayer is far-reaching in its influence. It is worldwide in its effect. It affects all men, affects them everywhere. Affects them in all things. It touches man's interest in time and eternity. Many of us, we are complaining, hey, Charlie, for me, where I come is too strong. My background is, is a wadenche. Because you know that there are idols, that all manner of things that have been erected in your background. But when I see this thing, sometimes you begin to pray, and as you are praying, an angel of the Lord is dispatched. If your background is able to go into time and go and break that altar, that altar that is crying for sacrifice, destroying the lives of the men and the women in the family. Ah, as we are praying, all of a sudden the angel of the Lord is released. The Bible says that there was a man called Daniel. Daniel began to pray. He was wondering that I need to pray about something. He said, oh, I, Daniel, I showed the face of the Lord for three weeks. He said, I, not, I didn't anoint myself. I didn't eat pleasant bread. Little did he know that the prayer was working. After three weeks, then an angel came. He said, oh, Daniel, from the very first day that you set yourself to pray, your answer was released. For many of us, our answers have been released. But there is contention around the answer. So you knew. God told you that apply to immigration. God told you that apply to Ghana airport. You have done the application and you are not seeing the results. It's time for you to go on your knees and say, oh my God. Oh my God. Let the thing come to pass. Ah, the vision is for an appointed time. Even if it tarries, it will surely come to pass. Ah, I know the plans that you have for me. They are plans of good and not of evil. Ah, you establish me. You cause me to arise. No weapon, no weapon. Whatever is causing that delay, Father, send forth help from Zion. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. And for many of us, we say that when we are broken, we cannot pray. When affliction comes, we cannot pray. When something happens to us, we cannot pray. I've been there many times. But I've realized that Sometimes it's not even about your loud prayer. There are all, manner, there are all types of prayers. Recently, I was going for a program at Chiashi. They, they were launching something. When I sat in the car and I took my perfume, I was going to spray. I saw, oh, Charlie, the perfume is finished, yo. Then I just looked at the perfume. I said, God, my perfume is finished. I need a new one, but I, I, I need, let it come as a gift. That was what I said in the car. By the time I went for the program, and they were sharing some hampers. When I opened it, lo and behold, it was only a perfume that was inside. Hallelujah. I didn't pray in tongues. No, because sometimes your prayer is only even your words. Some, have you, haven't you realized that sometimes it's like somebody is telling you something to say? I just said it casually. One pastor said that one morning when he woke up, he said, oh God, 
People have given me all manner of gifts. The only gift I've not received is boxer shorts. Sunday when he came to church, by the close of the service, a young, a young person walked to him and said, Oh, pastor, when I was praying, God asked me to bring this to you. When he opened it, it was boxer shorts. How God can embarrass you and I? Oh, why have you placed a limit on God? Why are you making it seem like God cannot do anything? Uh? I'm talking about the God who is able to move mountains. Uh? He said, if you can pray, if you can seek his face, uh, if you can humble yourself, uh, he will come through for you. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. I learned this one the hard way that even in affliction, you must pray. So the, my first affliction, it lasted me almost four years. And I didn't know the secret. But when the second one came, I didn't tell anybody anything. It's only my wife who knew and a few people. I went to my prayer closet. When the, 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 the company collapsed and I went home. Also from, I went home and people didn't know. For three months or almost four months, I was at home. But I, when I wake up, I say, ah, devil, you have made a mistake. Hallelujah. The first time when you brought affliction, I was, I was sad and I, was, I, was, I didn't know what to do for almost four years. But this time, I have the answer. Hallelujah. All I could do is that when I wake up in the morning, I, I kneel by the chair and I begin to pray. Oh, God, thank you that I've been sacked from my workplace. Oh, thank you that the company has collapsed. Thank you that I don't have a job. Now I can pray 24-7. I can pray from morning, afternoon. I can spend time in your presence and intercede and interfere with the works of the devil. In three months, a job came. In three months, because I'm sure that day, the devil said, ah, who, who is the demon that caused the company to collapse? So that this guy, now when you look at him, he has 24 hours a day to be praying. 24 hours a day to be praying. Yeah, if the job is gone, I'll pray. And then another job came. Hallelujah. And then another one came. And then another one came. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. So your prayer is significant because when you look at Psalm 142, it says, let my prayer be counted as incense before you, O God. Let the lifting of my hands be as the evening sacrifice. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 5 verse 8, that when and when he had taken the scroll and the four living creatures and the 24 elders, they fell down before the lamb. And look at what it says. They fell before the lamb. It says, each holding a harp and a golden bowl full of incense which are the prayers of the saints in other words the prayers that we sometimes pray casually here they are being collected in golden bowls hallelujah and they are being poured before god elsewhere revelation chapter um, um, how do you call it eight it says an angel came and this angel was giving much incense and when he opened his hands the incense went before God. May, may, may you never stop praying. Hallelujah. May you never stop offering a sweet aroma before God. May your prayers always go ahead of you. I see a lot of young people here. Don't complain about your problems. Don't say that mommy and daddy are always fighting. Don't say that ah, I, 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 when I, whenever I ask for something in the home, they don't give me. Anything that you need, just begin to pray about it. Before you know, your parents who have even said will not buy it. So one day they'll forget. They'll go to town. By the time they are coming, they are holding it in their hands. They say, ah, I bought this for you hallelujah pray at all times pray at all times so why must we pray why must we pray i'll quickly run through this one is that it is a command and it is communion it says tell aaron and his children that they should continually burn incense before the altar morning and evening they should continually burn offering before the lord morning and evening 
Then it says, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Then it says, quench not your spirit. Quench not the spirit. In other words, when you stop praying, you are quenching the spirit. When you stop praying, you realize that it will get to a time. You will begin to be insensitive. When God is speaking to you, you cannot hear. When you dream, you will forget. It means that your spirit is going down. Hallelujah. The third point, prayer gives intelligence. Prayer gives intelligence. Please, the screen. Prayer gives intelligence. Spiritual intelligence. It says, and the Lord says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you like wheat. But he said, I've prayed for you. Hallelujah. Because Jesus, a great world before day, very early in the morning, he would go to the place of prayer. So he was able to identify the things that were coming. He knew everything that was going to happen before the day breaks. He knew everything. Many of us, we are not praying. So you see that you are walking out there, you go and fall into a trap, crying. Because your spiritual senses are not activated. But when your senses become activated, sometimes you are even going to sit in the car and it's like something is, somebody is pulling you back. You can't tell what is happening. You know that you are supposed to get to the office by 8 o'clock. But by some strange reason, you just cannot go. It means that God is holding you back. Sometimes God is saving you from an attack. He's saving you from an accident. Somebody was going to sit in the plane. He said, ah, a few minutes to the time. He, he, he wasn't okay in the spirit. And he didn't sit in the plane. After about 30 minutes, he heard the announcement that the plane had, had crashed. It had fallen complete. May we be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. May you not say that somebody, something told me. No, it is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Let me challenge your faith. Some years back, we used to pray a lot. I had some friends. We used to pray a lot. We used to pray from Saturday 6 p.m. to about 12 midnight on campus. One of the days after we finished praying, I could see that I was in a very dark place. Then I was fighting with a ninja. The ninja was jumping and hitting me. Punch, punch, punch. Who hit me, then I fall down. Hit me, then I fall down. I said, ah, why is it that I am not able to fight against the ninja? Then I heard the voice tell me that bring out your sword. When I put my hand into my pocket and I brought out the sword, it was a bread knife. My sword was a bread knife. Then I began to weep in my dream because I could see that the person I'm fighting, a bread knife cannot do anything. Then I could see that I, all I, I was running away from this person. When I woke up, I was weeping. Then, oh God. So we have been praying for how many hours? Six hours. Every Saturday, praying six hours. And I thought that the prayer was doing something. Then the voice of the Lord told me that when you are praying without the word, it is empty. You don't have, you, your, your prayer is not able to do much. Hallelujah. Baptist people, we are people of the word. So when you are praying, you are not just standing there with alpha hour, you are doing shabadaba. Don't get me wrong. It is good to pray. But you must be praying with the word. Hallelujah. When you wake up, you take the scriptures. You tell yourself that, ah, ah, I shall be the head and not the tail. You are not just standing there and blabbering words. Uh, but you are declaring the words. Uh, you, to get to a time, uh, you cannot even say the words anymore. Then you begin to groan. Uh, you begin to groan in the spirit. Because the Bible says that the spirit helpeth our infirmities. We don't know how we ought to pray. But the spirit will pray with groanings we cannot be altered. So once, that, once you are somebody who is praying, 
You must take up the word of God. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, many believers are praying without the word. We are praying without the word. If, we cannot, if you don't join a corporate prayer session, then it means you cannot pray alone. But prayer releases faith and endurance. Hallelujah. Let's go to all kinds of prayers and then I'll wrap up. All kinds of prayers. All kinds of prayers. The first one is that corporate prayer. So whenever we come for midweek services, for Sunday services, and we are praying, that is the corporate prayer. When we have special programs like all night, that is the, that is the, the, the corporate prayer. Hallelujah. Because the Bible makes provision for the Acts chapter 2 verse 42. It says, and they continued in prayer and the apostles' doctrine and they shared fellowship. So there's provision for corporate prayer. There's also provision for individual prayer. Sometimes you don't need to pray with many people. Sometimes alone in your room. Sometimes go to a park somewhere. Sometimes just go to your prayer place, your secret place. Go and kneel down and pray. And that is what Jesus was doing a great while before day. There's provision for silent prayers. Silent prayers. Sometimes you don't even have the words to say. But you'll be, you'll be whispering in your mouth. Almost everybody I've worked with, almost all the places I've worked with, they will tell you that one thing about Cecil is that he's always in the washroom. And many people for a long time didn't know. But that was my routine. Either the washroom or the fowl's room. So I go to the fowl's room, I go and hide there and I'm praying. Five minutes, ten minutes, then I'll come back. After some time, I take a break. I go to the washroom, I go to the fowl's room. Sometimes I'll even be in the midst of people, but you cannot see or hear that I'm praying. All I know is that I'm praying in my head because God has made provision for that. Hallelujah. It is not always that you must shout and pray. Sometimes you are in the midst of a trouble. You are in a board meeting. They are taking a decision and you know that this one is going to affect the company. But you begin to pray in your head. Several years ago in the senior high school, I was lying on my bed and I was sick. One senior came. He said, why are you not at the speech day? I said, I'm not feeling well. Everybody was going to the speech day. I was the only one in the dormitory. When he was leaving, he said, rest in peace. I didn't know why he said it. By then also, I wasn't so sensitive to the things of the spirit. When he said, rest in peace, then I fell asleep. Then all of a sudden, somebody began to squeeze my neck. Then I would say, oh my God, am I going to die like this? At this young age, I've not even gotten married. I've not seen anything in life. Oh God. And as I was crying in that situation, I just heard in my head that I called the name of Jesus. When I began to mention the name of Jesus, 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 all of a sudden, I could see that strength was coming into my body. Then I was able to free myself from that image. Ah, somebody, sometimes you may not even know how to pray. The enemy has taken over. You have been admitted at the hospital. You have received a medical report. It looks like you are damp. But I'm looking at somebody who is praying in your head that I reject this report. I will not die, but I'll live to declare the works of God. The Lord who created me, who established me and make me rise in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody, it's about time that the believers begin to rise up. It's about time that we began to pray with all kinds of prayers. Not only praying quietly, but also praying in tongues. Sometimes you don't have the words, but as you kneel down and you are praying, the Holy Spirit is groaning in you and you are declaring mysteries that you don't even know. You don't even know. The Bible makes provision for all kinds of prayers. Even praying in tongues. So when people criticize people that they are praying, I, uh, I, uh, me, I'm, I'm not quick to do that. Because sometimes people have tasted a certain level of prayer. How will you know that you have prayed the right way? 
How will you know that you are praying the way according to the, 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 the state of the Holy Spirit? One thing I know is that the Holy Spirit is dynamic. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is dynamic. One time I was walking in the market. I saw a small boy who was preaching and he was praying and people were weeping. Ma, 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 ma. Adult. 12-year-old boy. So much on fire. And, and, and you could see that there was something about this boy that was convicting the people. Convicting the people. As I wrap up, if God should ask you this morning that I'm looking for an intercessor for Calvary Baptist Church, God is looking for an intercessor for the family, God is looking for an intercessor for the nation, will you be the one? Will you be the one? Sometimes, like Elijah, God might have given you a word. The Bible says that Elijah received the word. He said, ah, I hear the sound of abundance. But when he knelt down and began to pray, there was no manifestation. He sent the servant, go and check. When the servant came back, he said, I don't see anything. The first time, I don't see anything. The second time, I don't see anything. The third time, up to the seventh time. Then the servant said that, ah, master, I see something like the fist of a man. Oh, somebody, may that be your story. That even when you are not seeing the manifestation, you'll be pressing on. You are pressing on the second time the third time the fourth time up to the seventh time ah and then you see it happening oh my god you see the manifestation because you have been diligent in prayer you have been faithful in prayer you have pressed on and sought the face of god this morning you can rise and be on your feet i'm looking for people who are tired of every frustration in their lives tired of the medical report tired of the sickness tired of the things that keep coming one accident of the after the other one time a child of God came to me and said, oh, what's awful? Why is it that I'm always being afflicted? When I get one job, all of a sudden, then they say something, and then they suck me from that workplace. But this morning, I'm looking at people who want to pray, who want to say that God, turn my life around. Lord, change my story. Lord, change my story. Lord, change my destiny. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray this morning, oh, somebody lift up your voice with me, and you are declaring in the name of Jesus, Father, my children, that are going wayward. I've been complaining oh, complaining, but it's time, oh God, that you come down and convict them. Oh, somebody, you are praying about your business. They say the economy is not doing good. Your capital has been consumed. But I'm looking at you. You are saying that I will not give up. I will press on. I will seek the face of God. I will stand upon my water and listen to what you say unto me. Somebody lift up your voice this morning. Lift up your voice this morning. Don't be a spectator. Don't be a spectator. You are declaring, oh God, that cancer reporter, it will not find itself in my body. This morning I declare, cancer disappear from my body. Cancer disappear from my spirit. Disappear from my body. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice with me. Ah, somebody. For you, it is a stomach disease. Ah, some kind of infection. You are praying, oh God, let that disease, let it be reversed. Let it go back to sender. Somebody lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift up your voice with me. Ah, every situation that has overwhelmed me. Every chaos in my family. Oh God. That divorce that is threatening my life. Oh God. My blood pressure. My blood pressure is rising up. Oh God. I've been told
shoulder that diabetes is afflicting me. Somebody lift your voice and pray. You are declaring, I will not die. I will not die. I will not die of diabetes. I will not die of cancer. I will not die of any cancer. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you lift your voice, you are saying, oh God, let every yoke be broken. Let every arrow be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, Somebody lift your voice. Son. Hallelujah, we are so praying. We are so praying. When I was preparing for this message, the Lord, the Lord told me that many people are holding reports, medical reports, that they can't talk to anybody. I could see for somebody who has been diagnosed with a heart disease, and we are going to lift up our voice and pray. Somebody has been diagnosed with a heart disease. For somebody, you've been told that your kidneys are dropping in, in, in productivity. They are dropping in productivity. For another person, you've been told that if you don't take care, you will go blind. Because there's, there's a problem with your eyes. This morning, I'm looking at people who are ready to pray. You are ready to seek the face of God. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. He said, oh God, remember how I have been faithful. How I have served thee all the days of my life. And the answer was released. Somebody lift up your right hand with me. Lift up your right hand with me. Say, oh God, in this atmosphere of your presence, as I lift up my voice and enter into prayer, let every yoke of diseases, every yoke of infirmities, oh God, every yoke of disappointment, every pain, every affliction, every medical report uh, that has been released on my behalf. Uh, Father, let it be turned around. Uh, we cancel cancer. Somebody begin to lift up your voice. Uh, if you want to clap your hands, you can clap your hand. Uh, if you want to pray, you can pray. Uh, but I'm looking at people uh, who are saying that I will not accept that report. Uh, I will not die. No. Somebody lift up your voice. Uh, lift up your voice. Uh, lift up your voice. Uh, that marriage will not fail. Uh, your children will not die. Uh, uh, your business will not go down. Uh, the arrows will not land on you. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Ah, uh, That scholarship will be released. Uh, you travel abroad. Uh, in the name of Jesus. The promises of God. They are here and they are amen. Uh, oh God. Uh, remember your children. Uh, that will come down. Uh, oh that thou will rent the heavens. Uh, Lord heal every disease. Uh, heal every infirmity. Uh, heal every arthritis. Uh, oh Jesus. Uh, heal every cancer of the stomach. Uh, heal every cancer of the heart. Uh, oh God. Uh, heal every brain tumor. Every brain tumor. Every brain tumor. Begin to crush. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Every fiber begin to melt. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Oh God is ready to raise intercessors. You can just lift up your hands wherever you are. And you are praying that God make me an intercessor. One of the days or so when I, I, I was getting home, just when I got to the gate, I saw an image of a man that was weeping. Then sorrow engulfed me. Then I could see the world. And he said that where are the intercessors? Because he said, because there is much evil that is coming. There's a lot of evil coming. There's a lot of evil coming. If you don't stand in the day, it will take you by surprise. But I'm looking at people who will be intercessors for their families. Husbands who will be intercessors for their wives and their children. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your hands with me. 
Say, oh God, make me an intercessor in these last days in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, let that grace of prayer, let that grace for intercession, let it come upon my life uh, as I clap my hand uh, and lift up my voice in prayer. Let that grace be released uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, as we are praying, uh, God is nominating people. Uh, God is selecting people. Uh, ah, I see an angel that has come here that is here to recruit people. Uh, an angel is recruiting people uh, for the intercessory ministry. Uh, oh, Calvary arise. Uh, every intercessor in Calvary uh, begin to arise. The days of affliction, the days of trouble are over. Ah, the days of pain, the days of ah, the days of affliction. Ah, those days will come to an end. Somebody lift up your voice. May that grace come upon the young people. May it come upon the adults. May it come upon the old men. May it come upon even the elderly. In the name of Jesus, He said, "In that day, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall." Prophesy, Rapo Shebiadaba, Lepekova Sadi, Lika Doshka Badaba, Rapa Kebi and Devoshadaba. Somebody lift your voice this morning. Lift your voice this morning. You are declaring, Oh God, every area of my family, every area of my marriage that the enemy has taken over. I am wrestling with that strong man. I am dealing with every strong man that has taken over my wife, taken over my children. Ah, they are stubborn. When I speak, they don't hear. It's not about talking. Uh. It's about prayer. It's about intercession. Uh. It's about lifting your voice. Uh. As you are praying, uh. you are changing the destinies of your children. Uh. You are changing the destiny of your business. Uh. You are changing your destiny. You are going into the past. Uh. You are breaking the altars. Uh. The satanic altars uh, that have been erected. Uh. May angels be sent on high to even minister to you. Uh. Rapa papa, rapa papa, le boko sa da ba da ba. Your name. 